Welcome to the Shepherd's Crook podcast. The Shepherd's Crook exists to provide care, counsel, and resources for pastors. You can get more information at theshepherdscrook.co. My name is Jared Sparks, and I'm a pastor coming alongside other pastors, reminding them of the chief pastor. Episode 10, The Call of Friendship. There are a lot of lonely pastors, and I want to talk to you out there today. Let's pray. Father, I just ask for help. I thank you for the listeners that are tuning in. I ask that you would give me wisdom and direction as I talk about friendship. It's a hard thing to talk about. I'm still learning how to be a friend. Father, help me to be a better friend to my friends at our church, to my wife. Just uh, lead this time. I trust God that you will. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. If you don't know, there is a massive problem. A massive problem. I just googled the lonely pastor and looked up statistics that are out there from reputable websites. And from two differing websites, I found these numbers. One reported that Amongst the people that they polled, the pastors that they polled, 70% of the pastors said that they regularly experience loneliness. They would define their lives as lonely. They are lonely pastors. Another website said that 55% of pastors reported being lonely. If you just Google the lonely pastor, just do what I did, you would see how many articles that come up. The call to be a pastor is what almost everybody universally says is a lonely call. I remember being in college and learning pastoral ministry from from different classes, and it was just the expected norm. You were going to be lonely. That is the call of ministry. You can't have friends in your church. Don't try it. Don't seek them out. you got to get friends from other churches. You've heard this before. The idea is that if you get friends in the church, there's going to be, uh, you could cause a split in the church even, or you're going to get your heart ripped out and stomped on, and you're just going to get crushed time and time again. you got to get friends that are not in your church. I remember one pastor famously said about 10 years ago that your elders can't be your friends. You can't be friends with your elders. Is that true? Can you not be friends with your elders or your deacons or your leaders in your church, small group leaders? Wow, if that's true, then we are living out a lonely life. But what if it's not true? Like I said, it's almost an accepted truth that to be a pastor is to be friendless. That is really, really wrong. Just to consider a couple things. For one, think about stage of life. A part of the lack of friendship in ministry, I think, is also a part of uh, just life stage kind of stuff. So friendship is always the hardest when you're in your 20s or 30s, when you have children that are young, because you're going to bed early. you got to leave places early. Time is valuable, and it rightly needs to be given to your children. So, you know, when you're in your 20s and 30s, it's just really hard. Or if you have young children in your 40s, it's hard to have friends because your time is so limited. It's not just pastoral ministry. It's life. Ask the men in your church or the ladies in your church that are in their 20s and 30s. None of them have armies of friends. If they do, they're probably neglecting their family, the people that they say they love the most. Friendship is just hard in different stages of life. Friendship gets easy when you're in your 50s and 60s and 70s, or at least easier. You have more time, and you have the ability to spend time with your friends. So no one ever talks about that, you know, um, or at least talks about it very, very little. I heard one person say that nobody ever talks about, saw it online or something, probably Twitter or somewhere, and it just stuck with me. No one ever talks about the miracle of Jesus having 12 friends when he's in his 30s. And I immediately thought, But Jesus was single. If I was sitting around campfires and traveling and doing ministry with 12 guys all the time, well, I would have deep friendships too. However, Jesus did model friendship for us. So even though he was single, 
we as married, or I know many of you pastors even listening, you might be still single, and you may be single for a lifetime. So you can function as a friend to people and have friends a little bit easier than guys that have been called, called to be a husband and a father. So let's just say you accept with me that being lonely in the pastorate shouldn't be the norm. And you say friendships are necessary in the pastoral role. Well, then let me give you two examples, if you accept that, of the false idea of friendships. Two examples of false friendships in the pastors. Number one, the pastor and the entourage. You ever seen this? A pastor who has an entourage of guys everywhere he goes. He's got most, you know, assuredly younger guys who think he's really, really cool, who travel with him, who go with him, wherever he may be going, and they're just always around him. Now, it may be good mentoring, but it may just be a mirage, or it may just be a entourage of guys that the pastor has surrounded himself with that just think he's cool. It's not real friendships. It's just guys that are like roadies. They travel with him. They go with him. They do what he does. They want to be like him, but it's not real friendship. Another false form of friendship in the pastorate is the false accountability group. It's easy to have just enough accountability to defend having accountability, but it's not real at all. So professional accountability for an organizational chart or check in the box is really a farce. False accountability, you know, kind of masquerading as true accountability will get a pastor in trouble quickly. So we have some problems, lonely pastors and false friendships. What is the answer? Is there a way forward? Do we have to be doomed as pastors to a lonely life for the rest of our lives with no real friends? Well, I don't think so. So let me give you a couple of thoughts. If you don't know how to be a friend, I think it's going to have consequences for the long haul. And I think that being a friend is actually a prerequisite calling to pastoral ministry. And the reason I think that is the pastor is going to, if he's going to make it for the long haul, has got to be committed to a deep life and not a wide life. You have to be committed to depth of life over width of life. So it's going to require fighting to be a friend and to have friends. <clears throat> and it's going to be crucial for a healthy life over the long haul. So avoid being the pastor who preaches. You can't be an island. You can't be an island. You can't be an island. You need community. You need community. You need community. All the while, you don't have it, and you are an island. Don't be that guy. There is a way forward. So let's look to Jesus together. John 15, 15, the abide chapter. Jesus turns to his apostles, those listening in, and he tells them something amazing. He says, no longer do I call you servants. For the servant does not know what his master is doing, but I have called you friends. For all that I have heard from the Father, I have made known to you. Jesus had friends. He was a friend and knew how to be a friend to his inner circle. He would sit around the fire with them when he's resurrected in John chapter 21. It's awesome. He's making making breakfast on the beach for the fellas, and he's walking with Peter and with John. And he prays with them regularly, pre-resurrection, pre-going to the cross. There's a friendship, there's a life together that he models. Again, he does this as uh, without having a, a family and, and children, wife and children. But he does show what it looks like. He does have his bride, and he's taking care of her, and he's becoming friends with her. So Jesus models this life together. Paul, in Philippians chapter 2, verse 26 and 27. We'll start in verse 25. I have thought it necessary to send to you Epaphroditus, my brother, and my fellow worker and fellow soldier, and your messenger and minister to my need. For he has been longing for you and has been distressed because 
you heard that he was ill. Indeed, he was ill, near death, but God had mercy on him. Not only on him, but me also, lest I, I should have sorrow upon sorrow. Paul would have had sorrow upon sorrow if he lost his friend and fellow worker, Epaphroditus. Paul knew how to be a friend. If we don't model real accountability, which I think requires real friendship, then how in the world will you be able to lead others into accountability? If you don't model depth of relationship, if you don't model that, what are people going to follow? If you model width, your people will model width. So there's no such thing, I don't think, as real accountability without real friendship. So here's here's three quick suggestions. Don't accept, I mean, just category, categorically reject the idea that you have to be lonely. That to be in ministry means that you're walking the lonely road. Reject it. Don't accept it. Reject it. Number one, be best friends with your wife. Just a simple suggestion. Grow together. I'm learning this. I've been married now several years to my wife. We're still growing in our friendship. I love her. She's my best friend, and I'm still growing and learning how to be a friend to her, the best friend to her. Be the best friend you can be with your wife. Be a friend with her. But number two, look to your elders and deacons and fight to be a friend with them. Be a friend to your fellow leaders. You may say, "What my fellow leaders are really unhealthy. So? You will be too if you don't have friends. Fight to be friends with them. It may They may be a lot older than you or may be a lot younger than you. But do what you can to be a friend to them. If you want to be a friend, want to have friends, be a friend. And then look to other people in your congregation. If those relationships won't work, look to other people and find at least one. Find somebody in your small group, if you're a part of one, which you should be, or in your Sunday school class, if you're a part of one, and you should be, if you're teaching it or not teaching it. Find friends in your congregation. Risk it. Yes, they could hurt you. Yes, it could be difficult, will be difficult. But have friends within your church. Just reject the idea that you can't have friends within your church. It comes with risks, but the reward is great. You do not want to be the pastor that talks about the importance of depth of relationships for everybody else except yourself. Third suggestion is just pray. Pray, pray, pray. Pray that God would give you real friends. And pray that God would teach you how to be a friend. Abraham was a friend with God. Let us be friends with God. Let us learn friendship from Jesus. Learn friendship from Paul. Learn friendship from those who have loved us well. Fight to be a friend. Reject loneliness. And finally, how about some gospel? We need some good news. Here's the reality. Jesus was the perfect friend in your place. We're all going to struggle with friendship. And as we hear about all this, we may be thinking, my goodness, I've not been a good friend I need friends. I don't want you to feel guilty for either loneliness or for not being a friend. I want there to be no condemnation for you because that's the reality. There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. So if you are lonely, you may need to seek some help. Like talk to a counselor. It may be something like depression or anxiety you're dealing with and you need to seek professional care. Either way, there's no condemnation for that. You need to press into the truth that Jesus was the perfect friend in your place. There's no condemnation for you. And from that truth, there's freedom. Try to be a friend with somebody. Look for help. You you don't have to walk into this friendship thing with your head held low for all your past mistakes. Look to Christ. Keep your head up and trust in Him and go and find some friends. Thank you for listening. For more information, please visit theshepherdscrook.co. 
For care and counsel, please call, text, or email to set up a session. You can follow The Shepherd's Crook on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And please consider sharing this episode and leaving a review on iTunes or whatever other podcast platform you use. And let me encourage you to remember Jesus Christ.